RadioInfluence.com. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to In the Trenches. This is Ian Beckles coming at you uh, on a an odd Monday. Uh, if you're an NFL fan, and I'm certainly am that. I'm just a fan of football in general. But I sat down and watched a bunch of football yesterday since our Buc- Buccaneers are playing at four. There were some good one o'clock games. Uh, the, the late game was shocking um, and telling at the same time. We have Green Bay getting throttled. We have New England getting throttled. We have the Buccaneers going to Seattle and playing the mighty, mighty Seahawks in their house and fighting them to the to death, man. And they, they went at it. Um, but watch some good football. And it's tough when you watch this Buccaneer team because, you know, after a game like that Seattle game, you look, you watch the game and the Bucs are two and six. Certain parts of the Bucks game is improving immensely, you know, by the week. Other parts of the game are staying about exactly the same. What the Bucks are is just good enough to lose. They're talented enough to lose. They're coached well enough to lose at this moment. This is the Rome wasn't built in a day. There is some really, really, really good stuff happening in Seattle yesterday. But, and then there was some of the same shit. And that's the problem. As far as the Buccaneers and effort go, I think they play hard. I really do. Do they play smart? Nope. If, do they have a high football IQ? No. And I think that's the biggest problem. When you look at New England Patriots and you know the Packers are some of the better teams right now, San Francisco 49ers, they don't beat themselves. The Buccaneers could show enough beat themselves. And for... The people that are on either side of the fence with Jameis, the last three games, Jameis is 0-3. The Buccaneers are 0-3. But let me tell you something, okay? If Jameis changed his jersey and you made him Aaron Rodgers, you know what you'd be saying? They're not helping him. Because it's Jameis, and Jameis has misled us in the past thinking things were going to clean up, and they didn't. You feel like you've been slighted a few times. If Jameis didn't have that history, you'd be saying, damn, if they could only play around him. Because of his history, people are going to fall back on it. And I understand it. That's part of life. But Jameis may have been the best football player on field yesterday. And that's including Russell. And Russell Wilson is a special football player, special athlete, special person, the whole nine yards. And he's banging Sierra. God bless. So... He went toe-to-toe with Russell Wilson. Toe-to-toe, everybody. He made as many great plays, as many spectacular plays, got out of, his, got out of more crap than Russell. You look, look at what happened. He had, one, he had a lucky touchdown on the deflection. Uh, that happens, okay? Didn't like the throw. Okay, When he goes back, it's a touchdown. The coach are going to say, don't throw that. That's the one play. Jameis will have usually two, three, four of those plays, unfortunately. His supporting cast receiving-wise didn't, didn't let him down as much as they had in the past. He overthrew a couple uh, balls here and there. But overall, Jameis Winston was balling out yesterday. That ball's coming out quick. Jameis is improvising. He's extending plays. 
Mike Mike Evans is is a top five receiver in the league. Unfortunately, so is Lockett. And what you learn is you can't cover a great receiver with one person. Can't do it. They're open all the time. With these big receivers and that back shoulder throw, there's no way in hell anybody can cover Mike Evans on a regular throughout the whole the whole game. But going back to Jameis and talking about the way Jameis is evaluated, he lost that game yesterday. Now, I'm going to go on air today on 620 at 3 o'clock, and people are going to talk about the fumble, which on air, Rondé Barber said, just came out of his hand. And I did get an email from Pizza Lover, long time no here, talking about Winston fumble. Did everybody, am I the only person to see that his elbow was hit? Yes. No, you're not the only person. His elbow was hit by Donovan Smith. And listen, you can say what you want when you... Re- we're back to throw a ball and somebody hits you in the elbow. You're probably going to drop that football. That's, that's, that's the way it goes. Okay. So was that his fault? Nope. You take that away, boy, it's, that's a pretty darn good football game. And Jameis was even better than the statistics. Jameis drove them down the field at the end of the first half, got gay in field goal range, 50 yard field goal. That's a chip shot for gay. Missed it. Okay. Jameis rushed for another touchdown that was called back with a hole from DeMar Dotson. All right? Hudson dropped the ball in the end zone. Miller acted like a four-year-old running out of bounds. Come on. Your your only job is to this. Don't run out of bounds. That's your only job. And that would have been a touchdown. So there's so many situations where Jameis could have been way, way better than it actually was. I'm going to go on air today, and people are going to tell me why Jameis is not the guy. And you know what? That's an argument. That's fine. That's fine. But when you talk about a two and six team, and when I look statistically, and I looked, I looked at these statistics last night, not knowing what I was going to find. Okay. Had no idea. I said, you know what? These Buccaneers are scoring a lot of damn points. Okay. A lot. And before the game, I was talking to my buddy who we put a couple, we put a couple nickels on the game sometimes, put a couple cents on the game. He said, what do you think is going to happen in the game? And this is what I said. I don't know, but Bucks are going to score 30 points. He goes, you think they're going to win? I go, I don't know. But I go, but they're going to score 30 points. He goes, why do you think that? I go, because they always score 30 points. And Seattle's not that good defensively. He goes, but you don't think they're going to win? I go, I don't know. But they're going to score 30 points. And what they do? Scored over 30 points. So I looked into it. Buccaneers, points per game. Where do you think the Buccaneers rank in points per game in the NFL? They average 28.8 points per game. That doesn't sound like much. That, that, that keeps them in fourth place. The three teams that are ahead of them, Baltimore, who throttled New England yesterday, San Francisco, who's undefeated, and New England, who is world beaters. Then the Bucks, scoring-wise. That's the only measurement of greatness on offense, it's points scored. I don't give a crap of your first in passing, first in rushing. Who scores the most points? They win the most games. Oh, there's another end of the spectrum as well, okay, or the equation. Points given up. Nobody wants to really talk about our defense, who, you know what, can't stop a swinging dilly when it's really time, when it's necessary. At the end of the half, they drive down the field. They get they, they score. At the end of the game, they score. In overtime, they score. When it's necessary, people score on us. So, 
Look up our defense. Our defense is giving up 31.5 points per game. Where do you think that's ranked? 31st out of 32 teams. And who are they beating? The Miami Dolphins, who had a big win yesterday. And Miami's giving up 32 points a game. We're giving up 31.5. Everybody wants to get rid of Jameis. Jameis is not the problem. What's around Jameis is the problem. Missing field goals. Problem. You talked about Baltimore being ahead of the, of the Bucks scoring-wise. Well, they also have a kicker that doesn't miss, uh, miss anything, ever. Jameis is not perfect, people, but I'm telling you, the, you, you, you cannot like him. And I, I hear it. Trust me. I hear it in people's voice. They don't like him. They don't want him. But you think Bruce Arians wants to just, you know, hit the slate clean and start over again with a young quarterback? Why? The last three games, if you if you listen to Bruce Arians, okay, because I like to listen to head coaches because you know what head coaches don't do? They don't lie much because they don't give a shit. They're the, they're the boss. So when Bruce Arians says, I know you guys want to blame Jameis, but not the game yesterday, but the game before, okay, Perriman ran two terrible routes, cut off a route, and stopped on another one, and those were directly intercept, led to interceptions. He, he told you that. The week before, the, the, the one uh, fumble, that's, that's not Jameis. And listen, Jameis is not perfect, but we watched Tom Brady yesterday without a running game and with, with his, getting a rush. What happened? They didn't score many points. We watched Aaron Rodgers yesterday without a running game getting pressured. What happened? He scored 11 points. 11. So you can keep on saying that Jameis is this, that, or the other, but boy, if he had a supporting cast like Green Bay and New England and some of the San Francisco and other teams, he can be that manager and not take ridiculous chances. He still has to take ridiculous chances. He has to because your defense is giving up 31.5 points per game. So you think you can manage a game and keep on punting the ball? He's not Brad Johnson. He's not Sean King. Those defenses gave up 17 at the most. Go look it up. You're lucky if you got 17. Tanner Hudson, you have two balls thrown to you this year in the end zone. You drop them both. Are they tough catches? Yep. But they hit both your hands? Yep. Got to catch them. There's just some dumb things happening out there. Holding penalties. There's t- like James Dean. Was it Jamal Dean? I think Jamal Dean. Defensive back number 35. You know him. You know what I'm talking about. Saw his number a little bit yesterday. Boy, I'll tell you what, they he might as well have had a siren on his head and a bell around his neck because Russell was going to him every time. He had a rough day. First touchdown was right on him. Third touchdown, right on him. Second, uh, the, the two-point conversion, right on him. Last touchdown, right on him. It was bad. It was bad. He was directly responsible for a good 28, 20, or 30 points yesterday. That's a tough day. It really is. I see, I see the defensive backs running around and playing hard. Devin White is an athlete now. Devin White, once he learns the game, if he stays healthy, is going to be a bitch. He's running around the field, putting hats on people, starting to understand some things. Forced two fumbles yesterday. We got one. The other one went out of bounds on the one where he hawked Chris Carson. What I mean hawked, in order to run from behind somebody, catch up to them and strip them of the football, that means you got to be running substantially faster than them. And he passed your boy Hargraves on the way. <laughs> I'm not sure Devin White's not faster than Hargraves. I'm really not. 
Okay. But there's so many little things, and it's little things that are starting to bother me a little bit. I don't know. We got to get the play in faster. I don't know how many times we snapped the ball with one second yesterday. I don't know if that's more on Jameis or more on Byron Leftwich. Um, Shaq Barrett, I love the kid's effort. You don't have to jump, you don't have to jump offsides twice every game. He jumped offsides on the goal line once, tough, big situation. And then when they were driving at the end of the half, those were big five yards, okay? We're at, we rush out of our lanes. I, we getting good push with Vita in the middle. But in, in general, we need to get a better pass rush. We got to him a couple times yesterday. Mostly in the second half, we got to get to that damn. We got to get somebody who's going to make some damn plays when it's necessary. You know, listening to Bruce Arians, I could hear the frustration in his voice because he knows they're not far. He knows they're not far off in certain ways. But he also knows this. If you get to the end of this season and the Bucks are 4-12, four and, four and 12, you're going to have to change this, and, and then, then you got to start over again next year. So you guys are willing to put in a young rookie quarterback in there? Or what quarterback you think is going to be out there? Let me give you this. Uh, they say that Teddy Bridgewater is going to make $25 million next year. Who would you rather, Teddy Bridgewater or Jameis Winston? You really think that Teddy Bridgewater would be winning with this team right now? What does he do better than Jameis Winston? And you'll say, we well, didn't turn the ball over. Well, he, he has Sean Payton as his, uh, as his coach, and he has one of the best offensive lines and one of the best running games and one of the best defenses. Let all those equations change. His, he ain't going to be no 5-0, I'm telling you. There's a reason why he's a backup quarterback. Not saying he's not good, but he's not going to win on, an, on a below-average team. Nobody does. Nobody does. If we would have won that coin toss yesterday, I think we win the game. That's why I think, you know, Jameis went toe-to-toe with Russell. He went toe-to-toe with him. If he, would, if, if he had a chance, I, I, I like their chances. I really do. We lose a coin toss, boom, that's it. He doesn't get the ball. It's part of it. Got to stop somebody, man. You can't let the team just drive down the field when it's necessary. And that's what we did with Russell yesterday. We let him drive down the field. We've let a lot of people drive down this field uh, all year long, really. Tyler Lockett is a problem, and Brian Schottenheimer is out there to figure out ways to get him the ball. Listen, all those crossing routes they ran, which was to death, till till they had nosebleeds of defensive backs, you can't cover them without a pass rush. It's impossible. A lot of people in my house going, why don't they jam them on the line? They're not stupid. They, they run Tyler off the line, and they have him cut behind another wide receiver so you can't get a hand on him, and you're certainly not going to chase him. He's faster than you. And if you give that quarterback three and a half seconds to stand back there and be comfortable, he's going to find his guy, period. Things have to change because it seems like we're doing a lot of different things, but it's all the same. It all ends up being the same. Ronald Jones is turning into a man all of a sudden, and I like it. And we still need a number three receiver. We still need a tight end that's worth a darn. There's still a lot of things we can we need, but to be honest with you, most of the things we really, really need are on defense. We need to stop somebody. We don't punt the ball that much. We just don't stop anybody. And you, 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 there's nobody going to be in the playoffs this year. Can't stop nobody. Nobody. Defense is essential. So where do you go from here? I, I just think there's coaches at one buck place right now shaking their head like they don't know. They don't know where to go from here. You know, coaching is half the battle. 
Ho- Coaching is overrated at times, boy. Show me, show me a coach out there that doesn't have great players. The San Francisco 49ers balling on defense, okay? Garoppolo has play, played okay offensively, and they're undefeated. Why are you always making excuses for Jameis? I'm not, I'm not going to make any more money if Jameis stays here. But I just know it ain't time to give up on that kid. I'm just telling you, it's not. Because in the midst of those other quarterbacks getting benched, they're also throwing for 100 yards and 110 yards. You, you, could, you could take Minshew all you want, you know. Mariota gets benched, but he's throwing for like 75 yards. In a game where Jameis will have three picks, maybe he's going to throw for 400 yards, 300, 350 yards. And in the midst of it, yesterday there was a good half a dozen top-notch NFL throws that he made. Half a dozen. There were some drops in there as well. I don't know where the future is for Jameis. I really don't. I, I just know maybe it's time for him to go elsewhere because he's at a point here where everything that happens is his fault. And he, I can tell it's weighing on him. I happened to be in a press uh, a press box or a suite, and his mother was next to us uh, during one game, and she was popping off on people that were getting on Jameis. I mean, it's it's getting it's got to get to you. Because it's all, it's all about him. It's all about him. It's all about him. I guarantee it's not all about him when they go to one buck place today and watch the film. I promise you, Bruce Arians doesn't go in front of the team and go, boy, good thing uh, we played so great around Jameis because that's not the way it happened. It really isn't. And the last three games, take away the blemishes by a lot of things happening around him, Jameis has played his ass off. He's played his ass off. And he's there every Sunday. How many other games are you going to watch where the quarterbacks get knocked out of the games? It's your third start, and they get knocked out of the game. Jameis is there on Sundays. So it, I'm not going to change anybody's mind. If, you're, if, you, if you don't like Jameis, you're still not going to like Jameis after this podcast, and that's fine. But at the moment, with all the injuries, so you can't find 15 quarterbacks better than Jameis right now. You can't. No way. No way. And they're all going down and they're changing and they're interchangeable and blah, blah, blah. A lot of stuff, okay? And Jameis is making people around him. He's starting to make people around him better. He's starting to. It took a while. I see Jameis actually looking off some wide receivers now. He never really did that before. He's He's learning. He's growing. He's been through the pain. And we've been through the pain. So why would we give up on it now? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. If anybody has any questions for me, everyone wants to email me. It's ianbeckles at radioinfluence.com. Make sure you tune into the Ron and Ian show Monday through Friday, 3 to 7, 620 a.m. and 95.3 FM. I'm pretty sure we talked a little bit more about Jameis, about this defense or lack thereof, and uh, just really the future uh, of this football team because uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where they're going. Everybody have a wonderful week. Um, you know, you have to drown in your sorrow for a bit. If we are two and six, we ain't going no damn where. I just know that we're good enough to go places and fight people, but we just ain't quite good enough to win. Everybody have a wonderful week and please be safe. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. I'm Jerry Petock, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you 
for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com. 